This episode brought to you by Team Stripes Academy. Learn from some of the top officials in the world. Start today at TeamStripesAcademy.com. You're listening to the Team Strikes Podcast, the podcast for hockey referees. Each show, we discuss the world of officiating and find out that not everything is in black and white. Here's your host, Logan Bunn. Hey guys, welcome back to another Team Sharps podcast, episode 56. Here we have my first guest, a good friend of mine, good friend of the show actually. He's a Blackville native in New Brunswick, Canada. Josh McCormick, welcome. Hey Logan, thanks for uh, having me on for the first one. I appreciate it. Yeah, well, to the viewers that that don't know this, this is actually round two. We tried a little (laughs) little podcast earlier in the month and uh, let's... Let's just say the audio is pretty pretty buggy, so I had to bring him in for a second one, get it done right for the boys. So uh, let's just start off easy. Josh, tell me about yourself. Just a small town boy, man. Grew up in uh, Blackfoot, New Brunswick. Uh, started playing hockey at a young age. Loved it. Loved being on the ice. Uh, actually wanted to be a goalie, but uh, kind of got talked out of that by the parents. Patty Wild was my idol. And anyways, I uh, started playing and Played until I was 20, then I switched to the dark side of refereeing and been loving that gig ever since. So uh, you're, you played till you're 20, so I'm assuming you kind of kind of had your run. You had uh, you actually played a little bit of junior A for the, your hometown Miramichi Timberwolves. I did, yeah. I did. I played three years up there, and uh, some of the most fun stories, maybe more beer drinking stories and podcast stories that I could have in three years. But uh, it's fun, man. Junior hockey—it's a—it's uh, an eye opener. You learn a lot. So tell me, tell me the transition from hockey player to uh, referee. Um, it was kind of a weird transition for me. I just started in my local, local little rink in uh, Renews, New Brunswick, there, and uh, I just kind of got thrown the jersey one day because someone was missing, and I took it from there. I started at like thirteen or fourteen, kind of dabbling. And uh, my brother played right behind me at a high level. So as I was playing and he was playing, I couldn't really get a lot of competitive games in. But I really enjoyed it because it kept me kept me in the game longer. I could be at the rink longer. That was kind of the goal as a kid. I'll be at the rink as much as you can, you know what I mean? Like we call them rink rats kind of up home. So that was kind of what kept me in the, in the rink and not at home and stuff like that. So. So now, now you're currently QMJHL referee, but, but between you starting and living at the rink, I guess, how, how do you jump from living at the rink to, to current QMJHL referee? Oh, <laughs> a lot of years, a lot of calls, I guess. But uh, the biggest thing is just absorption, absorption, really. It's just take in as much as you can. I learned two ways. One, by making mistakes. That's the easiest way to learn because you won't screw up twice, hopefully. And the other one is just watching... You know, veteran officials do their things on the ice. Like, you know, you go to, a, if you're doing the midget stuff, you go to a, a Q game and you watch those guys. If you're doing Wee, go to a midget game and watch those guys. Watching your senior guys in your zone and kind of learning from them and and applying it on the ice is the easiest way. So by the sounds, that sounds like you're kind of a student of the game. Yeah, for sure. I love the game of hockey. It's been a part of my life since I've been. I don't know, eight years old, you know, six, seven years old, somewhere along then. Just like every Canadian kid, eh? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, I love watching it on TV. I love going to the ice, the rink to watch it, even if, 
you know, I'm not refing or whatever. I love being at the rink and, and just taking in the game of hockey and, and just seeing where it's came since, you, you know, these kids are so talented now. It's, it's amazing, the skill level. Now, you jumped at one point. You started out as a linesman. I know you worked hard as a linesman. But then you jumped to referee. Like, at one point, do you say you want to be a referee, uh, like, walking into the rink? Yeah, it was uh, when I started officiating, I didn't want to referee at all. Not at all. Didn't like it. And then just kind of one summer, she all kind of swung. And it was a confidence thing, really, for me personally, like, I just kind of came into that next season with a lot of confidence. And uh, so I don't know if that was just me maturing as an individual off the ice that led to on the ice or just, you know, that was my time to kind of, you know, pick up my bootstraps or whatever or grow a pair, you know, whatever you want to call it. It was just, it just kind of happened for me. It was a switch and I just wanted to be a referee. And then I worked my butt off at, at, at doing referee instead of being a linesman and paid off for me in the long run because I made the flip full time in all the leagues. So And now it's boom it's the Josh McCormick show. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you won't see me dropping too many pucks any anytime <laughs> soon, that's for sure. No, can't hit the center dot. <laughs> no. <laughs> Haven't hit the center dot in a decade, so <laughs> no, that's that's awesome. No, there's there must have been people behind you though, kinda of helping you out along the way in Miramichi and Moncton, like who who are some big names that definitely helped you out? Oh, you know what? I could sit here and for a day and a half and name the names that have helped me out along my career. You know, um, coming from a small town, there's always that support. Sometimes there's not the knowledge because no one has kind of went and did did things outside of this small town. So, but there's always that support. Guys getting you in the rink, and you know, uh, the late Scotty McKay. He really kind of my first game I ever did refing in uh, minor hockey. He walked in one one day and he we were on the game together and just threw the ref jersey at me he's like you're calling her tonight because my brother was sick and shit i think i had missed a couple match penalties <laughs> stuff like that but hey nothing that's big. how you learn yeah no, nothing, nothing too crazy no, no, no nothing no. too crazy but i mean that's how you learn and then i came to moncton and the guys in the association here just opened their arms fully and accepted me as one of their own and it's good, man. The refereeing community's small, so it's very supportive. So it's 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 a good gig. So do you remember the first time you ever lined in the queue? How'd that go? I did. I was with some veterans, man. I was with Pelly, Guy Pellerin. Yeah. And he was just coming off, or I think he was just coming off from Olympics, and like this is just an idol that everyone, yeah. idol, like everyone looks up to in New Brunswick, especially, you know yeah. what I mean? Like this is the guy. So, and then Christian Boudreau, who is, you know, multi-mem cup, just a veteran of veterans, like, yeah. and a guy's guy, you know what I mean? Like very old school guys and it was three men. So it was very, uh, it was a new experience for sure. One that I survived. I don't know if I thrived at one that I survived, but uh, <laughs> it was fun, man. Yeah. They happen so fast. You feel like you're in the moment forever, but when you look back, it like happens in a flies by pretty yeah, quick. Yeah, eh? it flies by. So. Yeah, I mean, I I definitely don't remember my first game. I just remember having to go upstairs that first goal. <laughs> <laughs> so you were on the game too. Yeah, yeah, that's true. You were on the phone. You just call me over and yeah, you're on the phone, bun. Get on. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the league. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, that was. 
it was a scary situation. Five minutes later, figured out that uh, we couldn't tell if it was offside or not, so I'll take it. That right? means you got it right, man. That's me. That I'll means take you it. Get it right. Yeah, I'll exactly. Take it. <laughs> so you worked a couple international tournaments. Yeah. Your first one, uh, World Under Seventeens in two thousand three in Drummondville. How big of an experience is that for you? Uh, it was it was huge because I learned a lot about myself. I actually had a really bad tournament, and uh, it kind of maybe even set me back a little referee wise. But I learned how to uh, overcome adversity a bit uh, on the road. Uh, you're with so many talented guys, and uh, you know I could name name them. They're just they're amazing referees today. Even you know what I mean. So. You're just uh, you're sitting there with these group of guys, and because when you come from a small town, you're like the cream of the crop. You know yeah. what I mean? And then you're thrust into this, and you realize what talents out there. And you're, well, for me, my head was spinning a bit, and I learned a lot, man. Yeah. I learned a lot in those ten days that I was up there. It's a big jump. It's definitely a big jump. Um, I mean, you worked the world, uh, the gold medal at the World Junior A Challenge. Um, you're you're level six right now, and and actually kind of going back to adversity. I know you faced a little bit of adversity uh, last summer. Yeah. You had a little bit of an accident that uh, kind of set you back. And then there's a lot of people I know, know kind of whispering, saying you probably weren't coming back last season. But you showed up late December with a the half knee, and <laughs> yeah. Bionic yeah. Man comes out. Yeah, exactly. RoboCop, RoboRef. Yeah, it was. Uh, you know, I don't. I I tell this to because little kids are so curious all the time and and they always ask you know what I mean how how I recovered or whatever and I did, it's so mental so mental it's crazy like making your knee do what it has to do is the easy part and pain is whatever pain is just pain you fight through it but uh, mentally just every day waking up putting on your friggin cast or whatever and putting on your crutches and going to physio and letting them stretch your friggin knee till you want to cry you know what I mean it it sucks, but if you can mentally just stay at it and keep pushing forward, and you can't do any of that without support, support from friends, referee friends, school friends, family, you know. You find out who your true friends are, and I was very fortunate to have oh, dozens and dozens of them and, and my family, and it, it was it was fun in the aspect that you learn a lot about yourself and you learn how to push through and be resilient and fight through things that you would never really have to fight through unless you're put in a position to do it, you know. So I was glad that I came out on top uh, mentally and, and got to learn the, those things about me, and here I am now. Good, good, good. I know I'm itching to get back into back into the skates. Or I'm assuming you're probably getting ready to itch for oh, a yeah. full season back and gunning for playoffs yeah yeah exactly i'm very excited to kind of jump on the ice here in a month and a half we're yeah. we're, we're getting there man we're, we're getting, getting close. there summer's summer's almost over so i try not to look too far ahead because that's you get a little anxious but uh i'm just uh i'm grateful that i'm gonna have this opportunity to my knee is kind of getting very close to 100 percent. so hopefully by the time this puck drops on the season i'll be ready to rock and roll so now let's say in theory you get hurt, whatever, you can't come back. Like, what would be probably your biggest memory with refereeing? What would be the biggest thing that you'll, you would cherish <laughs> at this moment? It's a big, it's a big loaded question and throw a curveball every once in a while. Yeah, you. exactly. Yeah, I see that. I surprised you last time, but I can't surprise you twice. <laughs> I'll give the same. 
for me, it's the people that you meet along the way. Like I, I love being with the boys and I love traveling and I love the friendships and the bonds that come out of refereeing and, and the people that you have the privilege to be on the ice with like McKinnon and Shabbat and Dobson. These guys are, are generational talents, you know what I mean? And, and they're just amazing skaters and just see, see how talented they are and how hard they work and, that's the biggest thing I would take away from it is just the laughs with the boys and the stories with the boys. You know, we, you go through so much. Like, you have shitty games and you have amazing games and you, you have great calls, you have missed calls, and through and through we're a brotherhood. So, for me, it's just the relationships that I formed through refereeing is the best things that I remember. Yeah, I think you hit the the head on that so uh i know you're a big community guy i know with the whole craft hockey villain in your hometown like yeah. just just talk about that a little bit yeah so we're actually on a death of my cousin or, or sorry we're on an anniversary of my cousin's death a week after i got hit my my 14 year old cousin he got hit and uh, killed by a motor vehicle so kind of brought my situation home to me for sure and especially the family because here we are again jolted into it and uh, so the the community kind of rallied behind that and there's a, a the t6 symbol if you've seen that out yeah, about yeah. And, and then that kind of moved on into the hockeyville run and you know we got we kind of got jolted in the spotlight for it and uh, we came together and we it was the first win for new brunswick first win for the province and hockeyville was the only province left to win so man it was amazing i was in the building when when they announced it on uh, like live on, on tv and i thought we were going to tear the roof off the freaking old legion <laughs> the old rec center there the old barn you guys <laughs> yeah have down yeah there. exactly no it was uh just to be a part of that it's a once in a lifetime even talking about it i get chills about it and and just seeing this symbol of what his life was about and and how courageous he was as a, as a young kid just at the age of of 14 and uh you know just to see the support around it and it just that's what i love about small communities like big cities are booming i get that but small community love you can't take that away from big them. family big family i mean this was a community of very small a couple hundred people and and it won it won craft hockeyville so it uh all, all on the backs of uh of the love for for young boys so it was awesome now if you could look back and uh give yourself any advice what would it be to a young josh mccormick 16 or so what what kind of advice would you give yourself um just go for it you know what i mean like like just give it your all and i pretty much did or pretty much do every day i live every day but i was a shy kid when i was younger so i would say just to shake the shyness is just to go for it and whatever like whatever you're doing you know what i mean and I started coaching this year with my injury just to get on the ice. I absolutely loved it. And that's what I tell the kids, like, whatever the hell you're doing, go do it. If you're going to skate, like, if you're playing hockey at a high school level, go for it. If you're playing the trumpet in a band, go for it. Like, just bust your balls and just go for it, whatever you got to do. And just so you have no regrets, you know what I mean? Like, not everyone's going to make it. Not everyone's going to get to the highest level. But if you've given it your all... 
then you can walk away patting yourself on the back. And trust me, you'll have a blast and you'll learn so much about yourself. No, that's 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 pretty deep. <laughs> yeah. That's that's pretty deep. Like, I mean, I'm going too deep for you. No, no, I'm just you just trapped me on that one. Um, <laughs> First time ever, Logan Bunn speechless. Ah, uh, been a couple times. Been a been a couple times actually. Did you watch much of the the hockey playoffs, sir? I no? did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We. Uh, as a group, us officials, we had a rough go there. They, we were bolted into the spotlight a lot, and it's uh, it's too bad, man. The media throws that back on us a lot. But the game goes by so fast. Like. Oh, it's the technology, man. Like, you can see it from 52 different angles. And, and we know, only ever get one look. No, I know. That's what, that's what people don't understand, you know, and when you just talk to the public about it. like Because everyone knows you're a ref, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, And everyone wants to talk to you about it and blah, blah, blah. And, whatever but it's uh it was interesting you know I, I i was pulling for st louis for starters jake allen he was a big supporter of hockey village just yeah. from fredicton there so so that was good for him and uh yeah it's just uh the game is uh man you never know when today's nhl like you make the playoffs and away you go like look at uh look at tampa bay top team yeah, columbus comes into town and sweeps yeah. them like it's just there's great parity in the NHL and it's, uh, you know, if you get hot at the right time and, and away you go, but, uh, yeah, that technology bugger, that's, uh, that's certain, that's certain officiating and, and it's really doing it everywhere. I read an article somewhere in the States and, uh, it was, it was wrestling. It was amateur wrestling or something like this. And they were, the, they were unhappy with the judgment by the referee and some a guy got kicked out and then they took it to the court which is absurd. Yeah. And the court ruled the other way on it from video or testimony that he's seen. And it's just like, is this really where we're taking sports? You know what I mean? Like, are we this invested in amateur sports or professional sports for that matter, that these are the lengths that we always have to be right? Like, I think the gray area and being wrong adds a little flavor to it. You know, like... It brings the human aspect. Yeah, exactly. Human That's air. what it is. So fight through it. You know, like... Like St. Louis had to fight through it. Adversity. Know. Yeah, exactly. That's how, that's how it works. Like just fight through it. Yeah, I mean, like they're bringing in some of these rules, like reviewing double minor high sticks, like uh, major penalties. Every major penalty is reviewed now. Like, I mean, yeah, if you want to get it one hundred percent right all the time, but it kind of, I think it slows the game down. Oh, no, for sure. And it kind of takes so. takes a the crowd out of it. It kind of takes both teams out of it because if you're if you're the team and you're buzzing real hard, you're putting the pressure on, and then now there's now there's a five minute delay because you guys have to go review some. Doesn't that? I feel like that take from take from the team. Uh, I think so too. I mean, I think we have too many reviews now. You know, if you're going to add another review, take I think you should take one away. Like reviewing the lineies on the blue line, like barely ever wrong. Yeah. I mean, and what when you open the door for reviews, just like in baseball, they. They missed that perfect game for the guy on the first base. Yeah. And uh, now then they want to review, and now we're reviewing, like, millimeters. Did the gloves stay on the leg? And it's the same as crossing the blue line. I mean, they had that bad goal in Colorado. That It was just a brain fart. That's all. That yeah. happens. We're human. But now we're, <laughs> we're freaking, did his skate leave the ice, like, just a little bit? You know, it's just, it's taken away from... 
I think what the rule is put in place for, or yeah. yeah, it's taken away from the fact that yeah, that Colorado goal. It's such a big margin that I I can agree with that. But these whole millimeter plays now, no, I know that's hard. Yeah, I know, and it's. I mean, the last thing that us as officials want to do is get something wrong. That's yeah. the last thing in the world. That's what we want to do, but that's part of it. That's how we. That's how we grow. That's how we become better officials. And that's part of the game. Like, it's it's okay to have a missed call. Yeah, let's move on. Yeah. Grill us a bit, no problem. No problem. Grill us a bit because we missed it, and let's move on. You know what I mean? Like, to to bring it up all playoffs, whatever the call may be, and then want to change every rule and, and, and have video cameras here, there, and everywhere. It's just, I think it's too much. Do you think the – because I know in the past the NHL kind of is, has the trickle-down effect. The NHL brings a rule in or whatever, and then we see the H, the CHL kind of slowly adopt it. Let's say for iPads. Yeah. Linesmen can review offsides now through iPads. Do you think that's going to be a thing in the CHL? I think eventually it will, unless the rule goes the other way. You know what I mean? Unless they don't review that anymore. But I think I think it's only a matter of time before we get iPads down at down at ice level, which to me, I would rather have it at ice level than up top, just so... It's your call, you it, make... Yeah, the control yeah. can still be there in your hands, you know, and then you just got to step up and make it one way or the other, but the control is still in your hands. I think just, if you combine that with the aspect of being on the ice and, and having a feel for the game and this, the perception that, and thing, and... exactly. Because a lot of these... They, like if they say they come in and challenge five minute majors, well, those are still gray area plays, gray area calls. So to make them black and white is almost impossible. So they're still going to be gray, gray area it's, in it. So just leave it in the hands of the officials on the ice. I think it's going to bring up more controversy because, like you said, gray area. Someone's going to say that's a major. Then the next guy next to him is going to say, no, that's not a major. That's just a two. And then we're still going to have arguments. We're still going to have the media blow everything up that these okay. guys got it wrong. And I just, I think, I think they're blowing it out of proportion right now. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like we make mistakes, move on from it. Yeah, you know live I mean? with it. Live Everyone with makes it. mistakes. So no, I totally agree. Um, I think probably the coolest thing about hockey, and I think uh, the Blues kind of kind of showed it in playoffs when the Blues won the cup. Leela Anderson, that little girl mm. that's battling that whole disease, whatever. Like that's, I think that hit home hard, wow. especially for me. Just kind of one of those like that's to me that's what hockey is. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That's tearjerker, man. <laughs> Seeing that girl there and and just starting to follow her and and I kind of, that's what I kind of like about these off markets, like having some success in the NHL now. You know, like the Vegas's, St. Louis, things like this is. You get to see their fans and, and and just how much love there is for the game of hockey, especially in the States. You know, as Canadians, yeah. we're kind of wrapped up with Toronto, Montreal, uh, you know, maybe some West teams or maybe Boston or something like that. But just to see the game expand to where it is and uh, and just how many people that it touches. And hockey players are great people too, you know what I mean? Oh, like, definitely. I would, I would say out of the four professional sports, they're probably the most humble and and they really interact with their fans and they're very down to earth so i mean yeah that's lots well, of tearjerker stories like that 
definitely a big tearjerker. I agree. I agree. So uh, when you're out of your prime and referee and you're old and you can't really do much, are you ever going to pick up coaching again? <laughs> I think so, for sure. Like I said before, I absolutely loved it. I absolutely loved it. If I had more time, um, I, I would I would do it again this year. Obviously, I'm going to see where refereeing takes me in my knee. So we'll see how that goes. But if anything to stay in the game, you know what I mean? When I... When I lose the ability to keep up with whatever level of hockey I'm doing and my knees aren't working to where they're going to be because they're eventually going to wear out, I can tell you that, then uh, I would love to pick up the old coach book and the the old whiteboard and and go to her. Because just seeing kids improve, that was the biggest thing for the team that I coached this year was just just seeing like little milestones and, and just... Just little improvements all add up to the end of the year. Uh, we were lucky enough to make provincials, and which we kind of weren't supposed to at the start. So just to see things like that, and, and, and these kids were 15 to 17. So just to see how they mature as athletes, but also as people, it's, uh, it's amazing, man. It's amazing. I love sports. Yeah. No. That's what I love about sports. Big sports fan. <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, that's, that's pretty cool. Uh, yeah, I'm running out of material. <laughs> <laughs> you're going through your loose leaf. Well, yeah, I only have two pages. <laughs> it's <laughs> enlarged a little bit, yeah, make yeah, it look exactly. like I have a little bit of stuff. Are you a sports fan or? Oh, I love sports. Grew up playing sports. Grew up playing hockey, baseball, soccer, football a little bit later in high school. Wasn't very good at football, but. Because I grew up in Sackville, and Sackville is the big football town. Yeah, exactly. So, did you ever think a country like Canada, so engulfed in hockey, would go crazy over basketball? Like, isn't that amazing? I think that's unreal. Like the whole the whole Toronto Raptors. How I guess like everyone counted them out. Yeah. That's that's what I love. I love stories where everyone counts out the underdogs, and then they come out. They show up and they beat the team that's supposed to win it all. Yeah. And it was pretty cool watching like the big uh, Jurassic Park or whatever you oh. call that. Thousands and thousands yeah. of people just going nuts. And the parade, man. Like over 2 million people. Amazing. It was nuts though. Like they couldn't move the vehicles because there were so There's many people. way too many people. And now I saw it today because they're saying that Kawhi still might sign in Toronto or whatever. They were they had a helicopter like video in his plane land that they just thought he was on. Then a bunch of lads got into black SUVs and then they videotaped the SUVs like going through the streets of Toronto. It's like, oh my god. Oh, Look they're like, nuts. Oh, it's crazy. I love it. I love it too. I love like, it too. It's it's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see Canadians get into basketball because like you said, we are hockey and golf people. Like we we follow hockey religiously. Yeah. And it's cool to, that that we're sh- uh, shedding a little bit of light on the Toronto Raptors. Yeah, exactly. And it'll be great for youth sports too. Like I'm sure youth basketball. And oh, definitely. Stuff, which in turn, I mean, you can't play unless you have Some of them look up to. Oh, officials. Yeah, so yeah. it'll probably help our brother and I don't even know what they wear. Black and white? I don't know. <laughs> they were like blue and gray. and Gray and blue, I think. I don't yeah. know. I don't know either. But whatever. We're all the same union. We're all the same. Sort of. Same zebras. Yeah, same zebras. Yeah, exactly. Same team stripes. Yes. 
I like that play on there. Yeah, it's a good plug. I approve of that one. <laughs> uh, well, bud, if that's all you got. That's all I got. I mean, first podcast out of the way. Well, technically one and a half. 1.5, yeah. Yeah, 1.5, but... Version 2. Yeah, the better version. Yeah, exactly. It's always better the second time around. Yeah. Yeah. I Definitely agree. feel a lot more comfortable, though. Oh, you look a lot more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, not sweating. I'm not. I was fidgeting. Though. You couldn't hear. You couldn't see me, which was awesome. But like, I was clicking the pen, and Brandon took the pen out of my hand. Threw it. Pretty much because I just kept clicking it. No wonder you couldn't hear me. Yeah. <laughs> uh no. We finally we finally figured out the audio. Well, that's good. So we're all we're work be in good. progress. We're work in progress. Oh. Just setting the stage for the next guy. Oh yeah. Yeah. So. And any famous guests lined up or? Uh, got to keep that under wraps. Got to keep that under wraps, but we have a couple names we're working on. I mean, a couple names said yes, a couple names said no, so yeah. we'll see what happens. I heard Hicks wants to get back on. He really? said he'd pay you. Yeah. He'd pay me? That's what he said, he'd pay you. <laughs> it was like $150 he said he'd pay you to come back on. I'd like to see that. Well, I don't know. I don't think he'd pay me, but... He's he's game to come on. He said he much. likes to reach out to the kids and and motivate them, but I think it's just for the views. Well, he is the most viewed on, <laughs> on our team, Stipes. So. Oh. <laughs> By kind of a long shot. <laughs> oh, that's what it's for. Then. Oh yeah. Well, get him on. One hundred and fifty bucks. Yeah. How much do I owe you? You owe me. Yeah. This oh. is first time free. First time free, oh, bud. Awesome. I mean, unless you want to pay me. <laughs> no. Next time. Next time. Well, listen, I appreciate you having me on. Appreciate coming. Hey, no problem. No problem. Definitely made my job a lot easier, a lot more relaxing and help. I think we killed this one. Oh, yeah. Way better version two. Definitely. Yeah, for sure. Definitely.